Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss death. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Let's do it. <laughs> That's our opener. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I can't even imitate We've myself. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You're here with us too. It's not just yes. us. I'm it, it, I'm stoked about this topic. Boy, oh boy. I it's it's funny. I I feel like I, I feel I'm like I'll let you drive um, because I'm so curious to see how or like what today's is. You know, like because I think it is a little bit. I was gonna call it a hot topic. I don't know that it's a hot topic. Oh God, I just got so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know that it's a hot topic, um, but it's one that comes up a lot. Yeah, so it's death. Uh, yeah, we're 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 like, which we clicked on this link. Yeah, which yeah, we always think I think like that we're, we're doing so, a dr- we're unveiling something and yeah. we're not. Every time it literally just dawned on me that they're they're like we know. Yeah, but granted. To our defense, we're recording this in April. You're not going to hear it until like June. So as if the pandemic hadn't made us think about death enough, um, it also distorted our timeline. So just a couple things going on there, I think. I was laughing to myself of how, like, how hilarious is the definition for death going to be i was like let's i was just very curious to see how it would get defined and according to oxford languages death is a noun (laughs) which i truly didn't know i thought it might be a verb but is the action or fact of dying or being killed the end of the life of a person or organism an increase in deaths from skin cancer. The state of being dead, even in death, she was beautiful. The permanent ending of vital processes <laughs> oh in a God. cell or tissue. Yeah. So, oof. A fun fact about me that I have brought up on here before, but I feel like now's the time for this fun fact to really shine. I don't think about death. Ever, really. I mean, ever's too strong, you know, for sure. I mean, it's, I think I would be, I don't know, something if I didn't think about it ever. But I don't think about it very much or very often. And this is something I didn't think was weird about me until I got older. And every time I said, yeah, I don't think about it. People lost their minds. I I think about it all the time when I'm thinking about death, which is multiple times a day. Does it comfort you a little bit that just like, I feel like I have those things too, that like my thought has now been been replaced by like your reaction you know, or like your thing about it, like, which is kind of a comfort. Like when I'll think of like, like now, instead of like thinking about death, are you like, do does it redirect your focus to be like, I can't believe that psychopath I'm partnered with no, never thinks about it. It's true. It is helpful. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it must be possible to not, <laughs> to not obsess about it all the time. 
like as a lifestyle thinking about like what is it i mean you're not high risk like no you oh you don't do drugs that's your ass i don't (laughs) yeah you you're not like you don't leave your home you know like i mean (laughs) i I, I do a little bit now true okay so like twice a week she leaves her house Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm like you don't Social. engage in high risk behavior. No, nope, you nope, have nope. pretty good health. You know, mm-hmm. like what are you so worried about? I think about death. I would say conservatively, this is a conservative yes. number, fourteen times a day. That's a very specific number. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like forty-five. Did you try to count it one day? No, Were you but curious? I will. I think I'd be horrified <laughs> if I tried to count it. I mean. I think about it sometimes I, I, I don't, what's interesting is when we, we went to Lowe's yesterday, I'm going somewhere with this. And whenever I'm in, I was it, like, I have follow-up questions already. <laughs> well, we, Milo really likes to go in the car with both of us and we were painting our picnic table. It was like a family thing, even this though Milo cute. painted it for five seconds and goes, this is killing me and put it down. <laughs> That's but really funny. we really went to like Lowe's mess. to get paint. <laughs> And as soon as I walk into one of those stores, which is um, never, I'm like, there's going to be a mass shooting. (laughs) (laughs) How has there not been? I guess because they all hang out there and go like, it's hard, you know, Uh, together or something. I don't know. And obviously I'm not making light of that in any way. I am, I am terrified of, there's just so many ways to die. And I think so much of this is when I was little, a lot of people were dying around me and it didn't bother me at all. Not like I was like, see ya, but you've mentioned this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I have more questions. Like, I mean, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but like anything, anything and everything. Like who was dying? How old were you? How was it discussed? You know, like, yeah, because I also am curious about that because people, there was death when I was younger, like people died. And I remember when I was like in third grade, a girl, one of the, the, um, one of the, my classmates, there we go. Her mother died of ALS and they took us to the funeral, which I think is weird. We were like in second or third grade. And I was like, mom, did they ask you about that? She's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, isn't that just took your child to a funeral? Yeah. I mean, granted it was Catholic school and we went to like, went to the mass, but like, that still seems weird to me, you know, like what if we yeah, had it? Well, I don't think Catholic people ask for permission. They just do whatever they want with your kids and then they call it Jesus. I mean, there is, yeah, there is evidence to support that, you know, I, but it was like, also she didn't find it that weird. And I'm like, and then I think we're so weird about death and we are us as it is. So I'm curious, how old were you when this was happening? Like, how was it discussed to you? Were these, who are these people, you know, like, yeah. Cause I find it interesting that you're like, I wasn't, I don't remember like being bothered at the time, but like, Hmm, like delayed reaction. Did, yeah, like maybe this did have an effect on me, you it know? Certainly did. I well, a lot happened when I was nine. A lot happened when I was nine. And I think it was like the death of so many different things. My parents got divorced. I was abused. I both of my grandmothers died <clears throat> within like a, two weeks of each other. Mm. And 
it was just like a massive swirl of all these different deaths, right? Physical, That's so much loss. Like for so much innocence out the window, yes. you know, like yeah. family done. Grandmothers, I mean, they were young. They were like, you know, in their very early 70s, like how old my mom is right now. Yeah. And so, and then it, and then it was like, you know, my mom's friends or like aunts and um, uncles and what, not aunts, but, and then as I got older, it kind of leveled out, but it just, it's so strange. I remember being a little kid and, and just knowing like one of the stories is my grandfather, I was only three and I didn't even like him. And he was just really kind of hard to get to know and not very nice because he had his own shit anyway. And I would hide from him. But when he died, I talked to him. And I remember I have such vivid memories of talking to him Mm. after he died and comforting my family and being like, it's okay. You can still talk to him. Like I felt very clear about that, which is interesting. I was so much closer, I think, to what I hope is the truth, which is like, it doesn't end. It just yeah. changes. But as I've gotten older, I don't, it's not like I'm missing the law. I'm missing those specific people. Not, of course, I wish I had more time with a lot of them, but it's, it's less that and more, I have, I feel like I have so much to lose now. And yeah. I and I just know how precious it is that life is, and I know how kind of hard it is to to process, you know, that physical loss. And I just I don't know if I don't feel equipped. I mean, I don't feel equipped for people that I hold really close. You know, I don't feel equipped for that. I feel terrified of that. I mean, I don't know that anyone is, or you, you know, like, I mean, as someone who's experienced a lot of loss and had a parent die young, like something that people said to us all the time is like, I couldn't do this. If it were me, I would just die. And like, that's just the dumbest shit. Don't say that to people, you know, because no. It's not an option. It's not one you're given, you know, like you're not like, oh, I guess I'll just stop, you know, like it's like anything else. You just stumble your way through and figure it out. You know, was death talked about in your house? Like, you know, I mean, obviously your parents, like when all this is happening, when you're a little kid, like their plates are full, you know, like they're. I'm not trying to let them off the hook, but I'm also like, I'm guessing if you weren't asking questions, they were like, fine to not be like, let's talk about the meaning of life and what happened. You know, like, yeah, no, I don't, we didn't talk. Well, my grand, one of my grandmothers wouldn't let me see her. I remember that very specifically. Interesting. Mm -hmm. She didn't want me to see her. And that was hard. Was she sick? I, I, yeah, I mean, they both. Yeah, they both had cancer, it. and it was. Yeah, they both deteriorated one yeah. more than the other. I think. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like my mom's mom. It was. I mean, she. Although, uh, never mind. I just blocked that out. Wow, that came back like, oh, uh, Nina, knock knock. <laughs> no, my mom's died. Mom 
my mom's mom died like in a way where she actually lived with us for a while and I slept on the floor and this will just be a nice memory for little Nina as big Nina. My grandmother would like read me the fucking Bible at night, which I didn't even know she was that religious, but anyway. And I'd be like, can we read another story? Like this one doesn't really resonate. I just was like, this is, I don't like this story. <laughs> like yeah, you can make like, one up. <laughs> I don't know where we are right but now. I watched, but I was watching weird. her you know, and get, and giving space up. It was like, I understood it from such a bigger, you know, kind of point of view because I was sacrificing. For, I mean, I was mm. a little kid and I was sleeping on the floor, you know, for my grandmother because she was so sick. And, and so I do remember that part, but as far as the conversation, I don't think we talked a lot about it. And I don't think that I had enough attention on like how I was processing it, not because they were not good parents, but because like you said, I think their plates were full. They didn't really have um, the tools maybe. And so I wish we did talk about it more. I also think our society, like we've said before on this podcast and on, on another one we've done in other cultures, they, you know, like in India, they, I mean, you like see the dead bodies. Yeah. A lot of cultures do that. In India too, like, well, when I was there, you know, we were like in the streets and all of a sudden we heard all this music and, you know, and they were carrying a body um, to the crematorium. And it was like this big party. You would have thought we were in New Orleans, you know, like it was like this huge like parade of, of you know um and it was all men and I asked and was like is that coincidence or is that a thing and they're like often it will only be men who you know take the body like to kind of like spare women which was interesting to think mm. about and like that the women will help often with like the preparing and the dressing like I that stuff I get a little weird about like I don't really have problems with death um I've been you know like I haven't had problems like you know my grandmother was in kind of a like an unconscious state for some time before she died and stuff like you know like that doesn't weird me out, but like, um, a friend, Heather Hogan, who's, um, a really incredible, um, tarot reader, meditation person. And she's also a death doula, very, um, uh, her Instagram is wisdom and sage, just in general, a very interesting, cool person. And she told me this story about like, you know, her stepfather died when she was a teenager and she like washed his body. Oh my God. My mom did that for her mom and I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. Like that sort of shit. Couldn't and that sort of it. like, you know, I think that like the only thing we know for sure is that we're all going to die, which is like bizarre. <laughs> like how is that the only thing we know for sure, you know? And like the only thing we're guaranteed in this life, you know? And yet we're like, let's do nothing. <laughs> let's like not address it. Let's just sort of hope for the best. Let's just be like terrified of it. And I think like, 
I remember as a little kid, you know, being like, you know, like as a little kid, you're like, what's the worst that could happen? And, you know, and I remember like one of my things was like, well, one of my parents die. And then one of mine did. And I was like, well, the worst has happened. Now what you're going to do? And I just remember from that point being like, I'm never worrying about this again. I just can't waste the time in that anxiety Mm. that I was like, rather than obsessing about death, you're going to just focus on living, you know, like that's it. And I think also to something, my mom has been planning her funeral, like my entire life. And I kid you not, it's, um, I get updates, it's had versions And it's also a way that I corral her when she's maybe misbehaving and remind her that she going to be dead. And so her funeral will come down to me. So when she was like so horny for COVID and threatening to like, you know, drive to Atlanta and stuff, I was like, like, I'll have mimes at your funeral. Like, I have no problems, (laughs) like making it the service of your nightmares. Like, I I mean, what are you going to do? Haunt me? Like, I'm just, you know, and she'll, and she'll be like, fine, I'll, I'll behave. I mean, there was times where she was like, you're going to need to get Jesse Norman who has now passed on, but it, you know, was like an award-winning well, opera singer. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm not doing any of this, you know, but then I do think there's like nothing sort of more sacred than people's like last Wishes. moment. You know, yeah, I mean, what's more real than like, I realized like when I was there, when a friend um, had a baby, like, there's just nothing more fucking real than when someone takes their first breath or their last. Like, there's just nothing more real in this life than that, you know? And I think that there's a beauty to that, that we miss in death, you know, that like this American obsession, I think, is a lot more about control than it is about life, in my opinion, in regards to death. And I'm like, what if we took away some of the anxiety and just like focused on living better lives? You know, know. like, I know it's so true. I wish I mean, I think yours makes sense. Like, it sounds like your feelings about death are a reaction to trauma, you know, like it got filed in your brain as death, you know, but it's like what you said, like you love your life. Like you're afraid of losing it. Yeah. You know, like exactly. That's fair. Like that's, that's a fair thing, but I don't think that's death. No, you're right. I, but although when I had Milo, like I, well, I'm, that I'm curious, I would I'm, love we'll to talk, hear. Yeah. Because I do find like when I started also to talking to more friends about death and I think some of it was like maybe some of their parents were starting to die or something like I'm this like informal death ambassador for people like I you know the people who get like referred to me or seek me out or like like I heard you had a parent die or you know like you're cool with talking about this stuff a lot of the friends who have big, big, big feelings about death are our mothers and I'm so curious what that, what motherhood has done for that. Has it changed that for you? Has it increased it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. How to feel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was pregnant, it was the only time in my life for, I mean, now I'm, I'm on a, I have having a good spell like the past, you know, year maybe ish, but the, for that, those nine months, I did not have one panic attack. I, I don't even, I didn't think about dying. I, I like, I just knew we were safe. And I mean, I flew to Columbia, did a retreat with him, like in my freaking belly. I can't even, 
believe myself. And which for some people, not a big deal for me at that point, not a big deal for me now, like can't fathom it. But anyway, I was so, I felt so clear and so good and safe. And when I had him, I think it was a mix of a couple things. The state of our world. Mm. Listen, it's never been great. But yeah, when we I left, forget. Obama was yeah. president. And when we came yeah. back, Trump was president. And I keep forgetting about that, how that plays also into when you became a mom. Cause like I or I'm sure I'd be so curious, any other listeners, if like you became a mom during that time or had, I don't know, a big life change, like how did our politics, like our world became very different at that point. So, like I am so, so curious so if you, anyone else who can be like that changed that for me. You know, when I, I was dating somebody before way like on and off for a long time. And I remember sitting at a bar with him once and him being like, I don't, want to bring kids into this world. And I was like, well, there's so many reasons why this won't work, but that's obviously a deal breaker for me. And I was like, the world, and at that point was the world, like, of course, still shit in many ways. Yes. But what happened when I got back and I had Milo is everything felt so concentrated and so angry and so dangerous that I would look out my window and just be like, somebody's going to shoot through the window and we're going to die in our sleep. And that's going to be the end of us. And I would like think of every possible scenario of how we could die, which is not, I don't recommend it. You know, no, it's, it was torture. It was torture. And I, I don't think that I was, I don't think I had any sort of, postpartum necessarily. Maybe I, I, I'm I, like, uh, I believe you did friend. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I think mean, maybe I normal. Those are intrusive thoughts. Like to but imagine I, all the different ways you could die. But I feel like, like those like come in and, and go like on the reg for me. I, well, just cause you're used to it doesn't mean <laughs> that it's not your but brain I don't, playing but I'm not tricks still, on you. Yeah, no, agreed. I, I'm not saying it's normal and I don't like that <laughs> word. I'm not, I don't like that word. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm not like, oh, I was thriving, you know, think just thinking about all the death scenarios. Yeah. But I, I felt, I didn't feel unhappy and I know that's yes. not the only mark of depression but I I I felt ha- so happy and that's when those things kick up for me right mm. is I don't like when I was the sickest I've ever been I was not worried about dying well that's always the way isn't it I think it's like like when I had cancer I wasn't worried about dying I mean you the, know, the, I, how fucking I fucking cancer crazy and twisted is that that's so. how like convinced I am that I'm not dying I'm like I'm gearing up for the next cancer you know <laughs> don't that say I'm that like, not I was actually like reading about that in the likelihood and uh, fortunately I do think I'm not high risk thanks to my smoking but anyway I think often I think that's also part of why I have a bit of a like 
uh, attitude in regards to it is like someone who has been close to death at times, you know, like in the, or had those moments, whether it was like through people or my own health or whatever, it's like when shit gets real, 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 you know, like you sort of realize that, you know, like I remember going to a support group because I didn't feel like I had enough cancer. Like I wasn't cancery enough, you know, to like need support and resources. Mm -hmm. And I just remember getting to a point where like, I was just so frustrated because I, cause I I needed support. I, I mean, I needed a therapist, but at that point I didn't have one. And once I just felt, and I felt like honestly so fucking sorry for myself. And it was one of the few times I think I really like gave into that in my life and like, and for good reason. I was like, here I am having another experience that fucking isolates me from everyone. Like, why does that seem to be what happens to me? Like, I don't yeah, you like get it. to wallow in that for a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, let me, and I was like talking to my oncologist and was like, physically I'm feeling okay. Like I, you know, I feel like shit, but like men, like I think I was like mentally and he was like, I really want like, please just go to one, like just go once and see what you think, you know? And I remember going and being kind of like, yeah, I mean, like y'all seem like, like sick, sick. And I'm just like a little bit sick. And, you know, like, cause I also just like cancer with a capital C. Yeah. I mean, but I just was in there and like, I lost a lot of hair. I'm sure. Well, uh, but but I also felt like really bad. Like I wanted to be clear to these people. Like, I don't think my shit is the same as yours. You know, like I'm 26 at this point. Like I'm young and I'm, I have no fucking clue what to do. You know, I feel so like out of step with everyone, you know, and this woman who looked like shit, I mean, like really looked like she was in the thick of, of cancer, you know, bald, has a hat on, you know, it's, 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 um, summer, but she's wearing like wool, you know, like doesn't look great. And she turns to me and says, and she goes, you could die just as easily as I can. You, you know, like you deserve to be here. And I was like, oh shit, you know, and they really, that group like really pushed me to, to look at that, you know? And (sighs) And I was like, well, I guess where I keep netting out is like, if I'm going to die and I'm going to die from this, like, what the fuck am I going to do about it? I can't do anything, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I just can't, you know, like it comes back to like certain things. I just, I can't give a lot of energy, you know, I think if I'm powerless in it. You know, like, I think also, too, I don't like to to throw OCD around lightly, but I and I don't think I have OCD, but I have um, OCD tendencies at times. And I have, to, you know, this my therapist agrees on this. This is not me just like diagnosing myself via like Google or whatever. And because I can be very obsessive and I can be very compulsive. And I think it's a way I protect myself because I think if I really thought too much about that, like I would be like the person turning orange because they're like taking in too many carrots, you know, like I think I would get like anytime I feel myself getting sick, I've gotten better about it. But I used to be obsessive about like tea, tinctures, wellness formula, like you like we're going to head this off. Oh, yeah. That I think that I've 
I've had to go this other way of just being like, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, or like, what does that mean? Okay. You get a cold, like that could be inconvenient. Like, you know, but it's like when I have the illusion that I could do something, you know, like I make myself kind of nuts, you know? And I think especially with bodies, especially like, I, it's like my relationship with, with death can only be so like intimate in a way because my relationship with just being in a body is so complicated. So I would have to grapple so much more with like my relationship with just being organic and in a body and susceptible to like, you know, spoiling and bruising. Um, like the little peach I am. She said spoiling. <laughs> that, you know, like I just don't have room. I just, you know, like I can't, I think I'm like, nah, like That's I'm such a woman. Self-control, I think. I'm looking at pictures of dead when I Googled death because I wanted to have it up just, you know, really set the stage there's like (laughs) there's blue feet a man sailing out into a river Mm -hmm. and canoeing which apparently is what you do when you die and the grim reaper (laughs) lots of grim grim reaper imagery when you you google it it's interesting that you bring up that the body connection obviously that makes a lot of sense considering when you die you leave your body but I think that's a huge part of why I wasn't scared for a long time because I wasn't in my body and I didn't, not that I, I I don't think I'd ever engage in like risky behaviors. I wasn't, I was never that type of gal. I had, I, I would take more risks and I didn't think about it. I mean, when I was young, when I was a teenager, when I was in my twenties, I really didn't, didn't think, let alone obsess, but I for me, after having a baby and realizing how deep I could love, I mean, it kicked up when I met Way and was like, oh shit, this is it. And I can have like a real life and I feel things so deeply like now, please don't take him away. I find it fascinating when you told me that when y'all were first dating that every time he lost left the house you were convinced he was gonna die and you still feel that way like a little bit and even also too when he was saying oh it's like clockwork he's like i knew you were about to or like he's like i knew without looking like Mm -hmm. that it was you asking like where are you you're you're close you know or yeah that and i was like this is fascinating it's I have to it's so much about it's it's about love which I find also really interesting for you that thank you for I saying think, that it's not as much about control as it sounds like it is <laughs> no it's not it's about love it's I think the way your nature well I think Aries I think certain signs like get a bad rap of like oh they're all this you know and like they're all fire and they're they're you know they're strong and all this sort of stuff but like you also are deeply loving and incredibly loving and i think i might cry have a well and i think you have a quiet way kind of of being that way to be honest like you know like I think I'm just as loving as you, but like I want credit and you don't like you, you know, like you're, you're way chiller about that, you know, whereas I'll be like, wasn't that such a loving thing I did? 
Don't you love you me know? for loving you? Whereas like, you're like, I'm just going to love really deeply, but then I'm going to like terrorize myself because of the way I love in a I way. Do. I do. I, I, I 100% terrorize myself. And I find that interesting. And I, it, and it, it's something that I think makes me, it was nice for me to see way also meet you in that and be like oh yeah you know like and there was no he there was no like eye rolling there was no he just he he said it with like with love he said it with a fondness like you both sort of just sort of laughed about it and I was like what a nice way to fold like a fear and reassurance into something you know which is like (sighs) if that's not fucking life in relationships I don't know what is like I I have an irrational fear I will make you feel okay about your fear like rinse like lather rinse and not you and know? not judge you about it. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to control the people I love. And and something I'm actively working on every single day is I want my kid to feel free, right? I want him to have experiences. I want him to be brave. I want him to live his life. And I don't want him to feel like, but I, like I've said here, thank God by nature, he is so cautious because I don't push. I mean, obviously I'm like, be safe. Don't walk with your mouth full, all this shit that I can repeat just like all fucking day long. Yeah. But you're good also at giving him a reason why you're yeah. like, I don't want you to do that because this could happen. And he's like, great point. <laughs> Way mom. laughs like, so hard. Cause I'm like, I don't want you to choke and not be able to breathe. And he's like, Jesus, no, no. it's like, true though. <laughs> you do. And Milo's like, yeah, yeah. We need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's always like, great point, mom. Like I concur. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to tell really... you the truth. You want to know why you want to ask me? Well, I'm going to tell true. you. But I, I do remember being embarrassed about telling way not like I I didn't think he was going to judge me but I knew that it was a very very vulnerable thing to admit that I'm I'm scared when you leave I'm scared and he had to run out last night and it was like eight o'clock and we laughed about this because if it's five o'clock and he's like I'm gonna run out like now it's late and he's like it's five (laughs) o'clock It's five o'clock. People leave the house at five. I'm like, mm-mm, danger time. Mm, like, you just order a, it or wait till a, tomorrow. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, nope. Sun's going to go down in about an hour and a half. <laughs> that's but really funny. He, you know, at first when I told him, I think he's still surprised that that's how, like, some of I work things out. But he had to run out last night. It was like eight o'clock and he had forgotten something. And I, was like Nina and he had to go to the center of hell because the only place that was open was I, I don't even think I can say the name out loud because it makes me so sick this place <laughs> was Walmart <laughs> and I'm terrified of Walmart for so many reasons I don't understand it I understand that a lot of people have to go there and do go there but I don't I I it scares me it's the scariest of all the stores and when he said he had to go there at eight o'clock at night I was like you better work on your anxiety, girl. Just talk yourself down. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, you gotta do it. We'll just uh text me when you're coming home. And because of course, now I'm thinking mass shooting possibility number two of the day. And you're like, we already dodged <laughs> we already dodged once. a bullet. We already dodged a bullet today. Like, we can't we're gonna go back in for this risky behavior. So- <laughs> <laughs> what are you taunting the gods? <laughs> You are just dancing in front of death. So <laughs> we did not make a sacrifice. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! So he texts me from there, like a funny video, being like, "Oh my god!" And then 
he was like in the car and I'm like, Phew, okay, but it is love. And it's, I, ne- I don't think I ever thought I could feel love so deep as I felt feel for him and, and Milo, you know, takes that to like a whole new level. And what I'm realizing is that I'm not scared of disappearing and I'm not scared of them disappearing because I do believe in after, you know, ness. I believe in mm-hmm. spirit. I believe in spirits. But it's just I I want to hug my kid and I want to talk to my husband and I want to be near them. And the thought of that not being is something that is so, you know, makes life so beautiful because I really do try to soak in every possible minute with them and with people I love in general. Well, I'm, I'm not great about it with my parents, to be honest, but it's like, it's so finite. It's just, it's so final. But you try, I mean, you have your parents out there all the time. Like I'm trying more with my mom. She's here right now. I definitely think you try, you know, like I, I do think. I don't really try with my that, dad. I have to try more with my dad. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're figuring it out. You know, I think from what you tell me, like you're, you're figuring out what that, what that looks like, you know, what is the modern day healthy version of you trying, you know, and trying to connect that doesn't, you know, come at your expense or feel fake, I think, which is not, that's not easy. Like, I'm trying to figure that out with my brother, you know, like what's authentic, you know, what is, what is love, you know, like love isn't always being nice. Like love isn't always like everything's cool. So amen, a fucking man. Like, that's what's tough, you know, and, and that's kind of like, I mean, that's the thing about death. Like, and I think that's what I get really like frustrated by uh, like a lot when the conversation comes up is like, I think it can be a lot of people, you know, projecting a lot. And yet, where are they when someone in their life like sustains a loss, you know, like, I don't think. I think sometimes when people and I don't this isn't me like subtweeting you like like on mic, but because I don't think you're someone who's very self-absorbed in your um, examination of death. But I think a lot of people are like so self-absorbed and and are the same ones that like if their bestie loses someone or like someone kind of in their circle sustains some kind of loss like doesn't show up for them and i have because they no don't want to be close to it no zero yeah i'm, I'm it, it, i will be like at all the death things i will be yes. there i will be your best death friend because i'm not scared of it as much as i'm terrified of it like i'm not scared to talk about it i'm not scared to be in conversation or support i've always been like yeah, first like, in line for that because you're i'm not fascinated by it like, so con- like contagious or no, anything but like it's not about me it, but the, but the people who act like death is contagious or like it's so painful for them to imagine like it happening to them or what, like yeah, I have so, yeah, I, I'm trying to be a less judgmental person. It's not going well. And I, I'm like, don't want to judge those people, but you know what? I might have to like, that sucks to be so wrapped up about sort of like, in my opinion, what's a bit imaginary and selfish. Cause it's like, you never know. Like I, I find like COVID has obviously brought up a lot around death, like obs, you know, we've lost like a million Americans, like worldwide. I don't know what the total count is at, but it's been a massive loss. You know, I forget what the stats are, how many, like one in blah, um, you know, like, People like have died. Five hundred children in the city have lost a caregiver. 
I mean, that's that's just so unfathomable. Like unfathomable. We've never been like nothing like that has ever happened. We've lost, but also like I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, that I listen to this one called the the vanished i think i want to get it right and she tends to cover cases of people who were leading more high, yeah the vanished um who le- lead more like high-risk lifestyles you know and the comments people leave on her social about like well that person used drugs like who cares if, if they're missing oh, or God. and doesn't think about that that person first of all is, is a, a person, person is, is is you know is a human and then has people who fucking love them out there in the world like the attitudes we have also to like if someone wasn't perfect you know like it comes had up a come with cancer Yes, it comes up with cancer all the time. Did they smoke? Like I, uh huh, that whole thing. And like, it was interesting once. Like, my mom was talking about it, and she was like, "Well, you know, like, uh, it was about someone in I think bladder cancer, and was like, well, smoking, smoking." And I was like, "Mom, did I deserve mine?" And she's like, well, "I'm not saying that." I go, "But you kind of are, you know, like." Like, does that make you feel safe? Like, you won't get cancer because you didn't smoke? I mean, yeah. I was like, you know it's caused by a cellular mutation, right? Like, that's what cancer is. You know, like, that's what it boils down to. Like, we think we've figured out all these things, but there's still people who have never smoked who get lung cancer. And there's people who have been healthy their whole lives who, like, drop dead. You know, like, stuff happens. And I think so much of death is, like, making our peace with, like, one valuing life and to that like we have to get up and go through every day knowing like we could lose we might die that day we might die like you might die we might we risk emotional devastation like at all times at all times that's what (laughs) that that's what's so big for me but that every single night i i obviously don't like pray to you know like jesus or whatever but one of our funniest moments of me and I getting to know each other when she's like, you believe in God? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't think it's like a man with like a with a white beard up there or something. But like, was like, oh, yeah. God, do I have to do I have to turn yeah. around right now? <laughs> to hit the reverse button? Yeah. Jesus. Like, Wait, like, no, what? it's too good to be true. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm I'm like, absolutely a, a God fearing yeah. woman. Um, but I find a couple things fascinating. One, when people can't not center themselves right in in death mm. in in someone's loss, and I and I it's so it's so much more common than it is uncommon the majority of people don't know how to talk about death. I'm scared of it, but I'll talk about it all day long, you know? Yeah. Because I'm in, I'm fascinated. Some, I gotta have Scorpio somewhere, you know, weird, but it's just the, I'm fascinated. I watch a lot of things about death. I always have. I do you believe in near death experiences? Yeah. I I wish something happened. A lot of the, this stuff, like, near-death experiences, past lives, the afterlife. Like, I believe in all of it. I I don't know. I believe in, like, a lot of... What was that show on Netflix that... Not the one you just watched, but there was one that, like, was near-death experiences. Yeah, I watched that, that too, obviously. Yeah. It was and great. 
Yeah. And I mean, like, that's like when so many people I think push back are like, no, or like, you can't believe in that. I'm like, well, explain that. You're like, I don't believe you that can. was just like the brain losing oxygen. The you pregnant know, like, woman. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That knew, I, that knew she was going to die. Yeah, like, that's Had just, a I mean, like, premonition. Yeah. Like, you can't. I mean, I don't think, um, I do believe in evolution, um, as well. <laughs> like I can believe in God or a higher being and evolution. That is possible. Let's be clear. Everybody believes in evolution here. But like, don't you think that there is something like, if everything could be explained, I don't know that I want it to be like, because no. isn't there something sort of miraculous about like that any of this has happened at all, that like it, that life form, I mean, like that things came from like weird tadpole, like creatures, like evolve, yeah, like all of that. Dinosaurs so fucking mar- used to live here. Exactly. Like, yeah. All of what, that is so I mean, miraculous. hundred percent. First of all, I wouldn't want to sit at like, you know, a seminar that long of like what, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, she could, like what's up? I'd be like, I'm fucking bored. I'll just wing it. Yeah. Do you have the clips notes? But yeah, exactly, she would be like, is there a highlight session? <laughs> is there a picture book? But it's no. I think that's part of why life is magical because you we don't know. And you know, when I see how Milo looks at everything, and I know it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Like looking at the world through your kids' eyes is miraculous, and it just reminds me this is what he I mean he's he wakes up singing every single morning and he just makes up his song his new his new character is his name is Bob Rott it's actually genius apparently it's Bob Marley's deceased friend Bob Rott and Bob Rott is apparently being channeled through Milo I'm like okay who's Bob Rott and he's like yeah he's the one who sings this song of course but he's dead now. I'm like, and Milo's been talking a lot about death lately. I think it must be a phase that kids go through. I mean, I, I have no idea, but I hear this with other friends that around, I want to say like four to six, like kids all of a sudden can get very into it or have questions. Or I wonder also too, like, is that when it starts to be introduced via like, you know, shows or what, you know, like, is there some age where they're like, let's like float this out there. Like we did. I Sorry, go ahead. I find it so interesting that like kids, like um, in terms of brain development too, like when we start to have like night terrors and stuff that like we start to sort of even have the idea of like, there are things to be afraid of. Like what's super interesting to me about, about little kids and when they'll talk very freely about death or be like you know it's funny like kids will be like you know my my mommy's like uh or like my like my my granddad's dad like is your granddad dead and you're like yeah <laughs> like when they're like the high about, fives like, are the dead <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You know, and they're just like very matter of fact or, or, you know, and stuff like that, I think is like very cool and funny as well that like, I don't, I, I find it interesting when they tend to to come like online about death, you know, like it well, seems to be introduced. Yeah. It's so interesting. What I found, what I learned when I was pregnant is that babies think that they're you and you are them until they're seven months old. Did you know that? 
Like that it's a mirror? They don't think that they're separate from you. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Well, kids are the biggest. Are, I mean, I don't. I was going to say kids are the biggest egomaniac, but they're, um, they're egocentric, you know, like they are like, yeah, the world is them as, as far as they're concerned, you know, which like also can be really funny. Like I remember this little kid when I was like in high school, you know, someone asked them like, what time is it? And they were like, when daddy's come home. Cause it was like, yeah, it was like when they would usually go pick up their dad, like from the train station, you know, like (laughs) it was like, there wasn't a time that was just like daddy time, you know, like, and it, that's like the miracle kind of of kids to a certain degree of this like different way of looking at the same thing, you know, of it, it is like, I like the, like what Mylon's doing in terms of like, what one be, you know, like if we really did want to tap into like, what would Bob Marley's a ghost be like, <laughs> why not explore it? You know, totally. Like, <laughs> and I encourage him and he's, you know, now there's a monster that he's not afraid of, but he won't put, when we read at night, he won't put the books right next to the bed. He has to stack them like a mm. couple inches away he's from that. Distance. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okie dokie, because there's a monster. And he's like, oh, yeah. no, we can't. The monster will get it. And I was like, but there's not. And he's like, the monster. And I'm like, okay, the monster. We'll eat our books. Got it. And I think it's important to play with him to like to not make him feel like what he's saying or thinking or imagining is – is not real. First of all, I don't know. Maybe there is a monster. Like, what? Do I, I don't know everything. And I want him to feel safe, but I also want him to know that he can explore like different kind of levels of his consciousness and imagination and all of that. But he's, it's a challenge because now he's asking me about death lot, talking about death lot. This one's dead. That one's good dead. We're all going to die. And I'm like, okie dokie. And it's like just a nice, exercise in I'm not going to swallow that down and I'll say like that I'm scared of that but you know we don't disappear and we we talk about it and it's and it's a normal part of our of our conversations you know it's just it it's not weird it's not something we hide or I shy away from and so I find that part of motherhood really interesting too sometimes I can't even believe I'm a mom isn't that weird sometimes yeah I can I'm see like, that and I'm so in it. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you're you're my kid. I'm your mom. And but it's just this really interesting um layer of your challenges kind of coming and circling back and you f- sitting with them th- through this little mouth piece and is like, tell me about death. What's up with death? And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna explore that today. But it's so it's just I feel like a lot of us avoid it. The talking about it, thinking about it, being conversation about it, because we don't want to believe and we don't know how to believe and we don't want to or feel comfortable exploring kind of the other side of things, right? Quite literally. Yeah. Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I think something I would offer people as someone I'm not particularly grown up I would say but I do have a will and I need to get one I yes you do because that is something I feel really strongly about my father had had a heart attack that destroyed 30% of his heart almost 2 years to the day prior to his, to the heart attack that took him out 
And what did he do? He did not have a will. He did not pay taxes. He did not clean up his shit in any kind of way, shape or form. And let me tell you, that was a real fucking nightmare for us. And I think a really great thing we could all do is confront our feelings about death by taking care of the things we would need to do for our loved ones should we exit this this plane. Because I think uh, the discomfort around death leads to a lot of that avoidance. And let me tell you what doesn't help grief is having to sort through someone's life mm. and figure it all out while under crushing grief. So that is my PSA for everybody. If you are, I mean, even if you're single, like I'm single, but like people would still have to figure out what to do with all my no, shit, it's so you know, true. What, what to do with my life, you know, like, so even if you're single, like you don't have to have, you know, kids or like, just think of also your wishes. Like I'm telling you, no one in your life, like, well, no one good (laughs) in your life wants to plan your funeral. You know, they want to honor what you want for your final, you know, send off. So take that off the people of your life, you know, like task yourself with figuring out what do you want? you know, and write that somewhere, preferably with a lawyer. So it's official and your final wishes could be executed. But it is really important if you have any kind of assets, if you own a home, if you have a 401k, like your, your husband, your partner, your person, your family will not be able to get shit for possibly years without info from you of what you want. And that's ultimately, I don't think, what any of us want. So that is a, my very, I feel really strongly about that. And so I do just want to tell people to do that. Yeah, that's been on my list for a bit. And I'm like, I really need, need to do that. I think so much of not getting in front of, of it, like, uh, yeah. but but helping to support, you know, the people you love, should that happen, is, yeah, cleaning up stuff. I, I say it to my parents all the time. I'm like, I know my mom's like, you know, everything's yeah. in tip top shape, but I'm like, dad, I'm not cleaning out your apartment. So uh, hopefully you have someone you want to hire for that, but uh, it ain't me. You know, I, I just know them. I mean, would I do it? Fine. Yeah, maybe. But it's, it's important. That is, and that broke up, you know, my family on my dad's side, among other things, but was like, divvying things up when my grandfather died pictures like it's like the amount of wild you know kind of petty oh my god I mean for that to it's just I've seen it really break people apart and it's sad and it's unfortunate and you know the more we can kind of put things in place the better I think with that for sure I agree I'm also a big advocate of life insurance because, you know, the average funeral costs $10,000. If you're, you know, if you don't have 10 grand handy, which no shade, I don't either. If you or your family, like life insurance is your friend in the sense of life insurance will pay out much more quickly than um, in a state of any kind will. So if you're worried, like, fuck, like, what if something happened and I had to bear, you know, like, 
or whatever life insurance is your friend, you know, that, that, that is something too, that can, you know, like the business of death can be very expensive. Um, if people have long-term illnesses, um, just funeral expenses, like bills don't stop because you've lost someone. I'm a huge, like if, if we hadn't had my dad's life insurance, which thankfully we were able to get that to pay out more quickly, despite it, his whole estate being probated, there was a clear designated, I can't think of the word, but like a uh, recipient, you know, like my mom was designated as the person. So that was the only way we stayed afloat. So I'm also a huge believer in that. Like you don't think you need it right now when you're like young and healthy and everything's cool, but you want to think about a time when the last thing you want to be stressing is money. Yep. And for our last death thoughts. I mean, I think I would challenge people to push i mean like obviously death is scary there's no denying that but i would push yourself to examine like what is it you're actually afraid of is it is it being out of control is it losing a life you love like to push yourself because that's also where you can take care of yourself Mm. and then i would also look at death in terms of like kind of I think it can be really helpful to watch um documentaries or things by people who do death work to see like that there is this beautiful aspect to it as well to lessen some of that fear to also think of like what would you want and what do you want your relationship with death to be yeah I think that's all good advice I find watching things reading things is super helpful and just not not being afraid to talk to the people around you too about your feelings, mm-hmm. the people that you trust, because I I think there's not a lot of shame, I wouldn't say, but just trepidation maybe about speaking about yeah. it. And I get that, you know, it's... It makes it's, sense. Yeah. So I, I would definitely, definitely encourage conversation and, ex, you know, exploration and just patience with yourself. You know, obviously, if you do have intrusive thoughts get some sort of help with that and and there's no shame in having someone support you and we all need support especially around such big life stuff you know so absolutely yeah thanks for talk thanks for listening to death with us yeah Thank you for this. Happy living. Super chill. Happy living. Let's just, while we're here and we've made it through, it's almost five o'clock. So we're doing well today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.